0: Edition of the Scarlet nation podcast for the 24 seven sports network. I'm Bobby Darren here to talk all kinds of Rutgers football, recruiting, transfer news, player retention, you name it. We got it. Uh, there's a lot to sort out. It's a busy time of the year. Most people think, you know, at the end of the regular season might be a little bit of downtime, but that's when things really kick up a notch with the transfer portal, with recruiting, uh, with trying to keep players, keep players around. Um, so to help kind of, you know, put put some uh, detail and some depth and some explanation in all this, I brought in uh, the one and only our man, Brian Doan, National Recruiting Analyst for 24-7 Sports. Brian, how
1: are you? I'm good, but I'm just kind of curious. When, when is downtime? Like, I'm, I'm <laughs> waiting for I'm waiting for that day on the calendar, regardless of when it is. Because especially you have that ball game now on, what, December 28th? 28th. So, you know. Teams are going to be playing in the ball games, and then there's going to be more yeah. people heading to the portal and everything. So yeah, it's, it's downtime. That's a good one, Bobby. It's like four hours <laughs> on some day in like the late winter
0: downtime. <laughs> You're not kidding. So well, fortunately, we usually have the the midnight hour on it. it nothing typically happens, uh, although Mohamed Toure decided to to announce that he was coming back about 11:30 on Saturday night. So um, that, that one was published in a half a day er- there, Brian.
1: For, for the young, for the young crowd, he did it at 1130. Yes. Yes. He used to be like us, Bobby. And that's just when we started getting going. And now it's kind of like 1130. What are you kidding me?
0: Yeah. I got to write something. Fortunately, know stuff you know. is on. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Well, Brian, you've been around this game a long time and, and every year it's, it just seems like it's evolving to a whole new animal with the transfer portal. Um, Rutgers getting involved now with some guys, um, defensive lineman, Anthony Johnson, taking a visit. Uh, then Rutgers also has a quarterback uh, now in the mix. You know, a lot of people were speculating whether they would or wouldn't go after a quarterback. But Ethan Kaliakmanis uh is going to visit, along with his brother Dino, uh, guys from Minnesota. So, um, I mean, how's that kind of evolving, Brian? How do you see this transfer portal thing going for Rutgers at the current time?
1: I think it's going like it is with a lot of other schools. Getting some offers, finding out who is interested, finding out the cost of that interest, um, and then and then seeing if you can upgrade your roster. Um, I think one of the things that the transfer portal has to be looked at, you know, if you're Rutgers, if you're, you know, Pitt, Virginia Tech, Virginia, Boston College, Syracuse, places like that. Is, you just try to – you have to build your depth, right? And mm-hmm. so you lose guys in the transfer portal. And so far for Rutgers, as, as we take this, they haven't lost anybody that they that they wanted to keep, right? I mean, it's not mm-hmm. somebody that – they haven't been hit hard by it. They've been able to retain players, which is – remember what Shiano talked about when I did a story in, uh, I think, late October or November on them. But Mm -hmm. I expect more names to come through. But this is how you build depth. Rutgers loses Evan Simon. If you look at Mm -hmm. that quarterback room, there's not any experience in it outside of Wimsat now. you got the Shepard kid who played, what, one drive against Wagner? And Mm -hmm. A.J. Serres is coming in and some walk-ons. Well, you know, Rutgers was fortunate in that, you know, they've run the quarterback a lot with Wimsatt mm. and you know you take a beating in the in the Big Ten and mm-hmm. I know he was banged up late in the year so you need to have people that would be ready to step in and then you look at this kid you know from Minnesota well Rutgers offensive coordinator is from Minnesota and that's where he came from and Kirk yeah. Chiraca so I'm not saying the kid's going to wind up at Rutgers but it makes a lot of sense and if he's coming in you know, the report is that he's coming in over the weekend. Well, that's pretty much the last shot until, you know, he's a grad transfer, so he can probably wait a little bit longer. But these kids want things wrapped up by the holidays. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens with him.
0: Yeah, an interesting one, Brian. Um you know, passed for 1838 yards, uh completing 156 of 294 this season, 14 touchdowns, nine interceptions. Minnesota not a great year, but like you said, some experience in there and you know, ironic, he's a former four-star. If he does wind up here, Wimsett and and uh we'll call him Ethan for now because that name is going to tongue tie me for a while well they they basically you know two former four stars uh battling it out uh, you know for the right to to play next year
1: yeah i think you still go into it, into it with wim as the guy i mean mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see i don't know if they'll you know what they'll say publicly on that stuff but Bob you right. know and i know that uh what is said publicly often is not what what is really going on in and kids right. know that in the program. you look at and I was going right. to say, but, but you look at it, you say, you know, listen, Wimsatt's been in the offense for a year. He knows what mm-hmm. you know. Sharock is comfortable with them. Sharock is comfortable with Cali Amanis or Cali Manis, How they do. Um, Cali if he winds he did up good. at Rutgers, if he winds up at Rutgers, mm-hmm. it, you know, there's familiarity there. But mm-hmm. you know, you're you're talking about one of. So, obviously, Wimsett struggled throwing the ball last year, completed less than 50% of his passes. Um, mm-hmm. It's a mechanical flaw where the ball sailed on him a lot, and that hurt, obviously, the accuracy, so that's got to get better. Um, it You know, it's I'm told it's a pretty easy fix, um, so mm-hmm. we'll see if they fix You know, nothing you can do during the season as you're doing installs and everything, but you can work out in the off season. But, mm-hmm. listen, one of the reasons Kyle guy, ran the ball so well is you always had to account for Wimstad as a runner even if he wasn't mm-hmm. running the ball and right. so his size and his ability to run the ball is still something that helps the offense a lot and so mm-hmm. if you're bringing a transfer you know it's not like they're spending you know what did Matt Rule say a million to two million dollars for a high-end mm-hmm. quarterback in the portal you're not bringing yes. that in so you're still bringing I mean it's competition, and if you're afraid of competition, well, you know, college sports isn't for you.
0: Right, right. And and his brothers coming in too, Dino uh wide receiver, you know, from there as well. You know, sound like maybe a package deal if they both like it.
1: Yeah, I can't imagine that it would be. I mean, I don't think one's <laughs> going and the other's not. That's I was
0: waiting bad. for that one, Brian. I mean, <laughs>
1: I mean, listen. It's a pa- the, this is this is not it's a, your it's a... this is not your package deal of two buddies from high school want to play. Uh, this is right. this is two brothers who are at one school. You know, it's almost yeah. like the uh, you know the twins that Rutgers has committed in the 24 class from. You know, they play in Florida, but they're from Montreal. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, which I still love when I called them and they started yelling at each other in French on the phone. The airport, <laughs> which is just tremendous. But uh, um, I digress. But, I mean, you know, it's different, right? So you want the quarterback, exactly. the, the other kid's are receiver, room to help you out. So that's fine. Everything's good there. Um, mm-hmm. You, you got to do what you got to do to, you know, I don't know if you know this, Bobby, but quarterback may be the most important position on the team. So if you think <laughs> you can upgrade that. the room. And, mm-hmm. and it's a room that needs upgrading. I mean, you lost Evan Simon, so You have nobody that has any meaningful snaps. So, right. you know, right. and you, you, it's a tough way to go in the season if you do that.
0: And, you know, you saw Rutgers bring in Charles Amonqua last year, played with his brother, wasn't really a guy they depended on, uh, you know, just kind of brought him in for a depth guy, right. special teamer and stuff like that. So there's room to add a guy if they need to be in, in that regard.
1: Always. I mean, Listen, if you want a guy bad enough, you'll figure out a way. So, mm-hmm. um, and you know, so your balance is is is. Now I'm not saying Dino, the receiver, can't do it. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I think there's plenty of room for receivers at records right now too. Um, <laughs> You're not kidding. But, but you know, you you turn, you say, okay. If the quarterback's that important, and you think the receiver can help in some regard, that's fine, and then it makes complete sense. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, this is what you know. Hey, Shannon may be the lowest-paid coach in the Big Ten as a head coach, but he still makes four million dollars a year to make these decisions.
0: hmm Very, very true. Very true. Yeah. And and the receiver, five games played in three years. Um, not not expecting a, a ton, but um, you no. Know, but, if, uh,
1: but along those lines, Bobby, you kind of never know. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you and I spoke about it before the season with Dremel. You never mm-hmm. would have thought he would have had a big impact on this season.
0: True, true. And so mm-hmm. you
1: don't know how guys develop and once they do certain things and does their body mature in certain systems. So, you know, you ne- I guess never say never when it's a kid, mm-hmm. you know, who, who kind of has a few years left and maybe a change of scenery is good.
0: Right. OK.
1: And, um, you
0: know, not the only visitor. Anthony Johnson played last year at Youngstown State uh, visiting defensive linemen. Rutgers has an obvious need there in the interior, and they've done pretty well in the transfer portal in terms of bringing guys who can produce. My Ahana too, came through the transfer portal. If I if I need ma- major, I'm sorry, I'm I'm not <laughs> I'm not on my A game with the with the pronunciations. I don't even know and, if you're uh, on
1: your C game with some of
0: these. Go ahead. <laughs> Major, I just always called him Major. You know, they called him <laughs> Fetty. So when they interview him, say, "Hey, Fetty," um, you know, but so I, I never had to say. <laughs> yes, I never had to say his real name. So um, anyway, you know, he's played two years, you know, started, uh, you know, was was a serviceable guy. And then, you know, Isaiah Aiton came in last year and, and wound up starting this season. So they've had success recruiting guys or defensive tackles, I should say, in the transfer portal. You know, and Anthony Johnson, I mean, could he be the next one? What are you hearing um, in regards to this one?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, he's looking for a place to go in and play. And, and I think the big thing that they're talking to him about is exactly what you said. They've had success in the guys coming from other places and getting the snaps and the snaps are there. Now, listen, I, I know people don't want to hear this, but the reality is if you're going to get a high end interior defensive lineman,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that's where the NIL is, right? That mm-hmm. That's what you're talking about. It's a premium position. And so yeah. it's going to cost some, it's going to cost a significant amount and, and Rutgers uses a lot of that on roster retention. Um, mm-hmm. and, and a lot of other places do it too. So, but, you know, so, to to think you're you're going to be able to find this dude who's going to play, you know, 70 plays and and just be unbelievable. Um mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's overly optimistic. That's like mm-hmm. Rutgers al type optimism, right? And so, you know, I look at mm-hmm. it and I say, can he come in and do 30 plays or whatever work his way in and then if you do well enough then you continue to earn more playing time. And yeah, uh, I mean, I, I think he is definitely a kid that fits what Rutgers wants. He's a PA kid. I, I, you know, I was PMing with him cause I, I just remember him when he was, uh, I think it was Jeanette high school out in Western PA. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, he, he was a good player in high school, went to Bowling Green and kind of matured a little bit. Um, so from that standpoint, he can do it physically. He he physically Mm -hmm. is there. Um, He can handle the Big Ten, which is something that is important. Um, You know, but yeah, I I think from everything I hear, they're right in it. I mean, he also visited Illinois and Wisconsin. Um, Mm -hmm. So you're in the right ballpark, right? You're talking about Big Ten programs who want to bolster the interior of the defensive line. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah, another we talked about the importance of of bringing some guys in, and that was one of the positions. <clears throat> the other two I uh, wanted to touch on are offensive line and tight end. I know they've thrown some offers out to so some some offensive linemen. It seemed like things had a little legs with Kevin Wigginton, started six games last year at Michigan State. Uh, is there anything to that one?
1: Yeah, there is. Let me just refresh with Anthony Johnson. He's the kid from this transfer portal has me nuts. Anthony Johnson's kid from Cleveland Heights, Ohio. So I did DM with him a little bit, but he wants to keep things a little bit quiet. Um, But again, it fits in. You know, Rutgers can now recruit the Midwest because they're in the Big Ten. Okay, switching Mm -hmm. to offensive line. Kevin Wigginton. at Louisville. I'm told on Tuesday. I was also told he visited Arizona State. I expect him on campus at Rutgers this weekend. Now, by the time we, you know, by the time you. Do your magic stuff and get this thing up, and people listen to it. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe the kid's committed to Louisville. Louisville has poured a lot of resources into their offensive line. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they did get the kid from Yale, who Rutgers had offered, uh, Mendoza, mm-hmm. I think it was. Yes, Long Island mm-hmm. kid. They went and got a defensive lineman, Thor Griffith, from Harvard. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and in talking to some people, that kind of know the ins and outs of what's going on at Louisville. Um, they have good NIL and they're okay they really want to help on the line of scrimmage. Now, mm-hmm. you know, Wigginton's a Colts Neck kid. Like Rutgers the first go around. He played at the Hunts School and that's where he finished his career. And you know he he did well in spurts during the season for Michigan State. And it's no coincidence that pretty much as soon as he went in Rutgers offered I know there's been mm-hmm. a lot of dialect, a dialogue between the two sides. Now, unless something changes, I expect him to be on campus this weekend. It just fits on what I've heard about him, and I know how Rutgers likes to get the transfers on the last weekend before you know everything shuts down. So we'll we'll see. <laughs> and then and then like I, like I mentioned earlier, Bobby, this is not. Like, this isn't where it ends with the transfer portal. There's going to be two more mm-hmm. waves of transfer portal. It's going to be right. after the bowl games, right? Mm-hmm. Because some of these kids are going to play in the bowl games, get their NIL money, and then go in the portal. And then there's mm-hmm. going to be another run of it after spring practices. Right.
0: Okay. And and one of the positions we also said we're keeping an eye on is tight end. Rutgers offered uh, the Princeton tight end. We didn't really see much else materialize anywhere with that. Uh, is that a position we should still keep an eye on over the course of this transfer season?
1: Yeah, I think they have some young kids in the program, you know, and I and I think you know, you, you want to see how how Mike Higgins develops and and you know, um was it Logan Blake, the kid from Hun, mm-hmm. you know? How far along he is in the whole process, you know, just in terms of development, I think he was a freshman this past year because some of it all runs together for me. but mm-hmm. um, yeah, you 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 still need you still want that inline guy and go out and you know, help in the run. I mean mm-hmm. listen, Rutgers will throw the ball if they can, but so far what we've seen is they want to run it. They want to burn clock. And when you have a mm-hmm. tight end who can block, you can do that a lot more effectively. Um right. and if you look and you and you know, and you can also look at some HBAC stuff. Like you look at some of the success they had last season when they were trying to run out games or burn clock, where mm-hmm. maybe they couldn't get things going right off, where they'd send the guy in um, how do you put it? Like they would send him the, the Langan in motion and then bring them back over and kind of track block and everything. So you know they want to use somebody like that. So yeah, they, they still need to, to look for something like that.
0: Okay. And, you know, a lot of people get caught up in who's entering the transfer portal. Um, I think it's just as important to emphasize who doesn't enter the transfer portal. And Rutgers so far has returned eight starters who had one more year of eligibility remaining, could have tried their luck in the NFL draft, could have tested the transfer portal and, and, and maybe got some NIL money elsewhere, but they've returned them. Uh, can you just talk about the importance of that and maybe how that process has been unfolding? Because I know there's a lot behind the scenes that people aren't aware about.
1: Yeah, I mean. Listen, it it's Rutgers is obviously really quiet with how the sausage is made, right? But you know some kids had some other options. And you know, there's times when shoot, wasn't it after the Wagner game when Shiana was hosting a bunch of people for a big gathering that was kind of NIL motivated? And mm-hmm. so they're they're working hard to make sure that you know if a kid leaves that they've done everything in their power to keep him if it's a transfer portal NIL situation. And I think so far for them, if you look at it, it's worked out. And then you look at some other guys like Manungai, who, you know, he's coming back. And and it makes sense because he really wasn't on anybody's radar at the start of the season. By the time Mm -hmm. NFL scouts can really dive into him, you know the season's almost over. They have a lot of their boards constructed. There's no guarantee mm-hmm. he's getting a combine invite. Right? So it just it, wow. it makes sense for him to come back. I mean, Tareem Powell coming back is a huge deal. Um, mm-hmm. you know, he, he wasn't able to finish the season because of the hand injury. And mm-hmm. now when he gets back, you know, when scouts are coming through in the spring and then in training camp, these are guys that they'll know to look at. And it's like, okay, we know what they can do, so let's take a look at them. Now, on the flip side of that, Bobby, if you're Max Melton, who, you know, was here in third round and who's going to get invited to the combine and he's going to run a really good time, well, that makes sense to leave. But when you start talking about seventh round or undrafted free agents, you -hmm. know, yes, you could make more as you know, maybe going to the NFL if you stick, but if you don't stick, at least you have another year of college where, yeah, you're working more toward a degree, all that stuff, and you're you're probably getting a little NIO money to help along the way. So I think I think that all plays into it as well, and and I think Rutgers has done a good job of maintaining and keeping the players that are important to them.
0: Yeah. And you know, Brian, I think people don't realize if you can get a third or fourth round grade, there's a lot more equity when you get drafted for them to keep you. A lot of times GMs just don't want to give up on a guy that they've picked at the, you know, in that stage, whereas, you know, a seventh rounder, they'll easily discard and and, and say, all right, let's try somebody new. It's kind of, I always refer to it as kind of no man's land. So, um, you know, it kind of made sense to keep them guys around. And, and I mean, You know, you see all these guys coming back. What what do you think that means to the the chemistry of the team, to to the dynamic of the team, and just, you know, what's going on inside the health center and within that bunch?
1: I think it just says that they are happy with the direction of the program, the development that they're getting there, the coaching staff, and that they think they're in the best position to maximize their potential. That's what it says, okay. I mean, that's what we're talking about, right? We're talking about mm-hmm. you know getting better. So, every kid, I mean, Bobby, we always joke sometimes of when we see the list of who's working out for pro days, and it's like, oh, all right, might as well try, mm-hmm. right? You should say you yeah. did it, but uh-huh. I feel uncomfortable that they're that you know these kids coming back are in the best position to excel at Rutgers mm-hmm. and they don't want to go somewhere else. And I think that's really yeah. important. And I think
0: one of the biggest things that, that kind of gave a lot of guys false hope is when they extended the training camp rosters from 80 to 90 guys. and And that's an extra 320 guys who get invites. But the reality of it is a lot of those guys in that training camp roster have no real chance of making a team they're just camp bodies so uh it's it's kind of a shame for the kids in some re- aspect because you know they, they they'll get a shot but you know you you know you've been around this long enough that you, you go in as a certain guy and it's not the same if you go in as a draft pick
1: no i mean shoot man when aaron Rodgers decides he's not playing or mm-hmm. or whoever daniel jones decides he's not playing for training, you know, in exhibition games or preseason, whatever mm-hmm. they call them. Well, you need other quarterbacks. You need quarterbacks right. who are going to throw the ball forever in training camp. while
0: mm-hmm. the
1: veterans, you know, you don't want them to wear out their arms and, and have that dead arm that everybody, you know, they go through. So you need mm-hmm. and the running back Saquon Barkley with the Giants, who you know, the the, the best running backs aren't playing in the preseason. Well, Not somebody's got to make those carries and take those hits in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter of your first preseason game. Yep. Now, yep. now one out of every one out of every 100 of those guys make it and you know, it's like it's like the walk-on mentality. Oh, walk-on, mm-hmm. you know, it's great. Diamond in the rough, we found the walk-on. Well, if your coaches thought you were that good, they would have offered you. You know, it's like Pacheco's been awesome at Kansas City, but if the Chiefs thought he was going to be that good, they wouldn't have waited until what the 7th round to pick him.
0: Yes, so, exactly. I mean,
1: and and it's the same with like undrafted free agent. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're getting in there, okay, that's great. But we hear about the ones that make it, but the, the dozens upon dozens for everyone that makes it, you don't, you don't hear about. So it's just a, it's a numbers game. And I think, I think you hit it right. If you're at the bottom of that roster with the way college football is set up now, you could probably make more money staying in college than going to the NFL. Mm-hmm.
0: Good point. Great point. Well, you know, Brian, uh, before we close it out, I wanted to, you know, it's such a busy time. Is there anything else we should look out for, expect, um, kind of pay close attention to as this transfer, you know, frenzy continues?
1: Yeah, don't think that it's ending this weekend. Mm -hmm. Don't, you know, keep in mind that, you know, when did Rutgers add to Quay Jackson last year? And, And I know that, yeah you know, he battled through some injuries and and didn't have the big impact that I think a lot of people hoped he would. But he was still a good player, right? So you're you're looking at your, this isn't when it ends. Right. There's going to be a lot more opportunities to go find some players. And you know I think one of the things that Shiano has done really well is he's remained patient with the portal because mm-hmm. there's always good there are always good players going in. And I think that's something, you know, to keep an eye on. If they don't get the person you want right now, well <clears throat> there's a long time between now and you know, the end of spring.
0: Yep, a lot to choose from too All right, Brian well thank you for joining us again we really appreciate it and thank you for listening Um, you can catch me and Brian on on our website uh, a whole 24-7 sports network you can catch us on scarletnation.com we're there 24 hours a day 7 days a week if you're not signed up as a VIP membership we have great deals going on throughout the month sign up Uh, we got Rutgers content 24-7 like I said Uh, can't stay it up though thanks for listening Um, until next time for Brian Doner this is Bobby Darren. We'll see you again.